welcome everybody. This is an Ontolog invited speaker presentation dated Thursday, uh, October 11, 2007. We are starting the recording at 10.40 Pacific Time. Today we will be having Dr. Timothy Redmond and Mr. Peter Yim presenting. I guess it's a good juncture to introduce Dr. Musen, who would introduce our speakers. Okay, Mark, are you ready? I'm certainly ready, and it's a real pleasure to introduce Tim Redman, who is the chief architect of the Protégé system. Uh, Tim has been at Stanford now for three years and uh, has just done an extraordinary job in moving Protégé forward. And for those of you who had a chance to hear Tanya Tudorake's talk uh, last week, you know that a major emphasis in the group at this point has been the extension of Protégé to facilitate collaboration and interactivity. Um, Several years ago, uh, Peter Yim approached me uh, with the idea of creating a resource to allow uh, the community to access ontologies and, and work on ontologies interactively, and that led to the creation of something which is called CODS, which Tim will be talking about. Uh, at that time, CODS was a great idea, but really didn't quite have all the technology that would really make it useful. And I think what's very exciting now is that with the extensions to Protégé that allow collaborative development, I think we're getting closer to the vision that, that Peter had for this resource, and Tim will be talking about that this morning. Okay, thank well, you, Mark. Yeah, we're, we're going to start with Peter. I only have a few slides, and uh, if we could pull up that deck uh, with the opening slide that says uh, COTS, a Collaborative Ontology Development Service and Infrastructure. I'm going on to slide number two now. So as an introduction, uh, this is a, a, an initiative uh, jointly put together uh, by uh, Mark's organization, which is the uh, Stanford Center for Biomedical Informatics Research. Uh, I believe this is a new name for them because they are better known and formerly known as Stanford Medical Informatics and they are the developer of Protégé, and for those who uh, are new to, to this, uh, Protégé actually came out of uh, Mark Musen's PhD thesis back, what, 18, 19 years ago? Um, so, of course, the, the other collaborator is uh, CIM3, uh, an organization I represent and work for, and we are happy to be in a position to offer this service to the community. Uh, for those who are familiar with Ontolog, I mean, I've always sort of show up with an Ontolog hat on. But today I will start the session, I mean, wearing my CIM3 hat and maybe let everyone know where we come from and what we do. CIM3 actually is an infrastructure company, and its sort of flagship product is uh, to provide collaborative work environments. And along that line, we have been supporting Ontolog. I, I'm on slide three now. Uh, of course, Ontolog, as you know, we have been su supporting the Protégé Wiki. We have uh, a few the U.S. federal government clients whereby we're supporting a range of activities, a lot of which uh, involves like semantic interoperability and collaboration uh, among interagency communities. And we had uh, hosted like the NIST uh, 
interop work, which includes the, their semantic distance uh, workshop, uh, Ontolog has over the past couple of years uh, collaborated with NIST and the National Center for Ontological Research in putting up the Upper Ontology Summit in 2006 and Ontology Summit 2007, and also other ontologically uh, oriented work like digital art ontology. Uh, besides COTS, we actually also host the first order logic based platforms that include Sumo, uh, the Sigma Knowledge Engineering Environment, which also taps into the Princeton WorkNet, uh, KIFB, and, and so on. So uh, we have been around the ontology community for a little bit. And as I mentioned, COTS is a Stanford BMIR and CIM3 joint initiative. And as Mark just mentioned, we set out to develop and host an open collaborative ontology development service for the ontology That was what we set out to do. I'm on slide four. And we actually first announced it back in September 2005 at a, a federal, U.S. federal uh, community sort of uh, meeting called the SICOP, the Semantic Interoperability Community of Practice uh, meeting. And then we elaborated on that at the ANCOR inaugural event back in October 2005 and then uh, went into more detail February 2006 at the fourth Semantic Interoperability for eGovernment Conference. Uh, in the meantime, we have been doing pilot projects, uh, some of which uh, Tim will be mentioning. Uh, another one that has been going on is the Ontology and Taxonomy Working Group under SICOP, uh, which was developing a, uh, a foundational ontology called COSMO, and that also came in as a pilot. Uh, but up to until today, uh, we have not had a chance, or as Mark mentioned, the time wasn't ripe for us to provide the service to uh, the Autolog community. But here we are now, and we believe this is the right time to launch the service to this community, and today is the day. Going on to slide number five, uh, as far as I'm concerned, I see that four basic pieces are necessary to make up a sort of good, open, uh, collaborative ontology de development service. We need a robust infrastructure, we need a good set of ontology development tools. We need a collaborative work environment for the users and the project community. And then we need a place to put that ontology work product, those ontology work products. Namely, we need a strong and uh, matured uh, repository and registry so that these ontologies can be made available to the rest of the world. Uh, up to now, I, I, of course, coming from CIM3 and providing the infrastructure, we believe we, we are doing an okay job with the infrastructure and with providing the work environment. And, of course, we are extremely happy that the, the Stanford protege team is providing us sort of 
probably arguably the, the uh, most popular and best used uh, ontology development tool and platform uh, in Protege. The repository and registry piece, uh, we do have a solution. We think we uh, we can improve on that, and we will be uh, that will be part of the discussion both in Tim's talk and hopefully in the ensuing uh, Q and A and uh, and discussions uh, segment later today. Going to slide number six, uh, the software that's featured on COT, of course, Tim will go further into this, but I mean, it's, it, it essentially in, involves like the protege multi-user multi server, uh, the prompt plug-in, the collaborative protege plug-in, and our DBMS backend uh, running on MySQL or Oracle. Uh, from the CIM3 side, we run every, uh, everything on a Linux platform with Apache servers, web dev servers, and a subversion server, and we run it in sort of an augmented uh, team collaboration, uh, collaborative work environment with almost purely open source uh, collaboration tools. Going to slide number seven, uh, the hosted infrastructure is open. Uh, we believe it is very robust, scalable, has provides enterprise performance. It's secured. I mean, secured in terms of uh, against uh, against malicious attacks and and hackers. It's fault tolerant. It features high availability. It's platform neutral. Uh, and the infrastructure is hosted somewhere in California, a town called Fremont, and it's uh, co-located at a Tier 1 hosting facility, which at one point, I mean a few months back, uh, is rated one of the top 10 uh, Internet infrastructures. Uh, we have 100 megabits per second bandwidth into the back, uh, Internet backbone, and we can scale that up to 1 gigabit uh, per second if need be, and of course if if we get funded for it. The backbone uh, features multiple OC48 and Gigi self-infrastructure in, uh, 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 self in a self-healing fiber ring, and the server runs on a 64-bit x86 uh, dual processor machine running uh, symmetric, symmetric multiprocessing with eight gigabytes of memory. So there should be enough resources to support a few users. And of course, if the usage goes up, and we could even scale that up. Uh, this is a snapshot of the facility where the uh, hardware and infrastructure is hosted. And uh, I was on eight and going on to number nine now. Uh, and we uh, here on COTS, we are combining the strength of both the Protege platform and the CIM3 infrastructure to provide a collaborative ontology development environment. And hopefully that would be both for humans and machines because one of the main reasons why we are all developing ontologies is that uh, besides human-to-machine operations, we are all aiming towards machine-to-machine -machine operations. And uh, 
our intent is not just to do good service, but we hope to foster collaboration and share understanding among the community and uh, everything we put in is sort of geared towards the hope that we could help spur innovation, uh, build an organic and emergent uh, 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 behaviorally uh, oriented community and uh, project teams like that. Uh, that would support like open work uh, in developing ontologies. So that's all I have. I'm on slide number 10 now, and I shall uh, hand it over to Dr. Redman to take us through the steps on how one can do distributed ontology development with Protégé and COTS. Uh, Dr. Redman. Hi, Peter. How are you doing? So that okay, I'm pulling up his slides, and uh, we're on Tim's covering slide now. So take it away, Tim. Okay. That was, I like that introduction. That's really good. So um, let's go to uh, slide two. Um, so the first thing to say is that um, um, I'm going to do some preliminaries, but um, eventually um, I'm going to get to... Um, I mean, the real important thing that I want to do today is to kind of get people used to the idea that the server is out there and um, and that they can actually access it right now. Right now, it only has demo ontologies, but um, but um, it's out there and running, and um, and um, you can edit those ontologies um, today now. So um, so if you want to follow along later, you can um, download um, Protege 3.4 beta, the 104 build, which is the latest build. And um, uh, the COTS thing has all the links. You can also download the um, the server staff plugin, although that's not as important. Um, um, so, so this would be, for people who are able to do this, this would be um, this might be interesting. So, uh, go to slide three. So, um, what I'm going to talk about what what has been created here is an attempt to kind of create a um, a place which is a platform for. Um, collaborative ontology development. And um, there are a lot of things coming together. Um, there are many approaches that aren't quite ready yet, um, but which are definitely going to be a, um, a um, part of the future. Um, so some of the approaches which I was going to just sort of um, glance on a little bit are there, um, there, is, there are people working on the approach of being able to um, go on the web and just sort of find ontologies and then browse on them and maybe then make some small changes and, um, and save them and a very, um, very web-oriented approach. Um, then there are other people who, um, who don't want um, a server client at all and they want to do everything through um, a version control system, something like SVN. And as far as I know, um, nothing of this sort has been built for ontologies. Um, um, several people who um, who want to know what tools are out there are using SVN rather than um, than some ontology centric thing, and uh, SVN is not really a good option here. We really need something that understands ontologies, and um, and then there is the um, the approach that um, the Protege server client has um, developed, which is um, one where um, people can open an editor and open a shared a shared ontology and access the ontology at the same time. And, um, and as to the last one, the uh, COS Protege server is currently available and there's an address and 
I will show you later how to get there. So uh, slide number four. Uh, okay, so so of these different approaches, um, one of the approaches and one of the reasons I'm bringing up this approach is because um, I am hoping to um, that that this will get merged with the Protege Server Client, so that all the advantages you would have a a single portal that would have all the advantages of and of um, and of uh, the Protege Server Client. So what the Bio Portal currently does is it um, there's an open there's an opening screen and you can go down and you can select some ontologies and you can say oh I want to look at this one and see what it's about and then you can open that ontology and you have a visualization screen which gives you allows you to visualize the ontology which is actually the screen that's on this slide. Um, you can then um, you can then uh, um, you can do various things. You can download the ontology if you want to, if you say, oh yeah, this is a good ontology, I want to download it and look at the whole thing. Um, it currently doesn't have any editing capabilities, but um, it seems like an interesting platform for these reasons. So, um, okay, so I go to the next slide. And I'll give you a slide number when we get there. So this is slide number five. Um, So um, okay, so there are some other um, other approaches to this um, this kind of um, browsing and editing, this lightweight kind of um, editing of ontologies. There's um, semantic wiki, wikis where people do wiki stuff and they build the ontology as they go. Um, there are the um, Protege Web Client, which uh, um, currently, I mean, there is a Protege Web Client already, but um, what everybody always says whenever this is mentioned is, well, not really. Um, so there's a Protege web client coming soon, um, hopefully, which will um, do many good things and it'll be web-oriented and very nice. Um, and then there's the bio portal, which I was talking about before. It really doesn't allow you to edit. It's more um, oriented towards uh, simple browsing. And um, so the attributes of this approach is that the editing interfaces are simpler. They're for, um, they work well, especially for people who are less experienced with ontologies, although they could work well for anybody. Um, they are designed to kind of um, give people a compelling display of the ontology contents and easily shared. Um, so um, next slide, number six. Um, now version control. I think that, um, so there is a place um, for version control also. I mean, you, you can have this thing where you can edit ontologies um, on, you know, in a server client situation, but this is not always what people want to do. Um, um, there are situations where, um, where that tie to collaboration isn't as useful. And, um, but it requires a versioning system, and as far as I know, um, such a versioning system for ontologies has not been made. Um, things like CVS and SVN, they're not really good enough because, um, because uh, largely because the diff is actually not a ontology-aware diff. So that when you make changes, um, so you could have an ontology and you could change it, and it's exactly the same ontology. Nothing's really changed. But when you do a diff on the on the two things, you see, see lots of changes. Um, there are a lot of a lot of ways. There's a lot of ways which an ontology can get written out, which really represent no change in the ontology. And um, CVS and SVN don't understand that. Um, and um, 
there is a claim that Neon is uh, making a versioning system like this, but um, doesn't exist currently. Maybe it'll exist soon, and, and it, there is a real need for this. Um, so the sort of mode for this is that it's um, in relatively independent updates by um, experts. So you would have a bunch of people, and they um, and they sort of they're using an ontology for an application, or for some reason, and they. They make their changes, and um, it, so it sort of fits the um, development model. Um, this, in, in many ways, um, it gets us out of a lot of the complexity that you have, for instance, in, um, in sharing ontologies, um, like sharing a common document, because um, sharing a common document, there are several complexities, uh, performance um, and other things. And so if you um, check an ontology out and you edit it there, um, this is all much simpler. You can just edit it on your own machine. You check it in. And, and um, on the other hand, there are issues with uh, having to reconcile conflicts at the end, which are not really addressed. So, okay, so slide number seven. And then, um, and then there is the, um, the, um, the ontology server, something that would serve up an ontology. And... Um, Top grade might have such a thing, but I actually didn't see it advertised on their web page, so I don't know what their story is. Um, uh, Sesame has, an, has the notion of an ontology server, but I don't know if they have a good editing client. Um, so the protege is a good example of an ontology server. A protege, um, you can have an ontology server. You um, start it up, and different clients can log in and um, access the same ontology, make edits. Um, they can, um, with Tanya's work, they can um, they can use a chat tab, tab and discuss what they're doing as they do it, and um, this is um, part of the collaborative protege. Um, it works very well, even for accessing very large ontologies. It's currently being used at the NCI to um, to edit the NCI thesaurus, and um, the resource-intensive activities can be done on the server. Okay, um, okay. So uh, slide number eight. So the goal is is to um, to um, develop all of these approaches. I think um, they really you really want to see. Um, I mean, my vision of how I think this should be is you really want to see them all in one place. Um, you would um, you would have um, you would go and maybe you want to look at some ontologies of a certain point, point type, and there's a group that's working on them. You go to their web page. You'd be able to browse and look at what they're doing. Um, you'd be able to download the ontology as needed, and if you were part of the team, maybe you would um, start a protege server and um, and interact. So currently, um, this goal hasn't been achieved. Um, these guys aren't all merged together, but um, but with um, Peter Yim um, and and his um, visionary ideas, um, we can start moving in the direction of um, of putting together the technologies we have and uh, trying to improve them to get them to a point where we get this goal. So I'm ready for slide number nine. Okay, so um, so we have a protege server. So this is like one piece of this puzzle. We have a protege server. He's up and running. Um, users can log in now. Um, you can create your own accounts. Um, you can... Um, you can, uh, we can arrange to have new ontologies added. It's not very difficult. And, um, and Peter Yim is going to arrange that we can get uh, snapshots of these ontology projects through SVN. Okay, I'm um, ready for slide number 10. 
Okay, so uh, this is where I go back to where I started a little bit. Um, you can obtain Protege 3.4 beta from the um, Stanford website, uh, build number 104. And you can, um, and then so when you start, you want to access the, uh, the um, Protege server, you install it and you run it. So uh, slide number 11. So what I'm going to do is, um, is this is, I figured uh, in this venue, I was just going to go through um, what all the steps are in, in particular. So when you open it, when you start Protege, you uh, get a flash screen, and then shortly thereafter, you get a thing that says uh, um, Welcome to Protege and, and gives you an I options of how you want to open your ontologies. And um, so what you do here is you say Open Other, which means that you want to do something that's um, you want to open either a file or um, there's several options there, but you want to open something else, not one of the recent guys, and you don't want to create a new project. Um, slide number 12. So then what you do is in this open other, you have three choices. You can, um, you can make a file project, which is something on your disk. You can use a URL, get it from directly from the web, or you can, um, you can um, interact with a server client. So, um, so in this case, you want to um, select and uh, um, access a server. So you select server. You then put in the server address in the host machine name. And so in this case, the host server is protege2.sim3.net, and its port is 4025. Um, and then, assuming you don't have an account already, I mean, if you have an account already, you can just log in. But assuming you don't have an account already, you create a new account, you hit the new user button. So we're ready for slide number 13. Okay, so one comment to make about this slide number 13 is, um, is uh, don't choose a great password. Um, the um, passwords are stored on the clear on the server. They're, they're, they're um, they're also not protected in transit at the moment, so this is not like a um, highly secure arrangement. And in fact, um, this user that I created, um, you'd probably have a pretty easy time guessing his password, but um, um, he uh, that gives you also secure access. Um, um, nobody's going to see it like other than me and Peter, but, um, but uh, having had a history of being a security guy, I, um, I wouldn't put your best password in there. So, but you uh, make accounts, you choose a username, you set a password, you type the password again, you say, um, yep, this is a good user. And it then, um, if things are good, it'll tell you um, we've created the user for you, and you can then connect in. And you say, um, okay, and you do that. And then, it, um, and then it puts you back in the screen that you were in before, except the username and the password are filled in. And you have a user account. And um, if you forget the password, there's no, um, well, you can always ask us, and we'll find it for you. Because as I said, it's in the clear on the page. but. Um, there's no uh, facility for um, remembering what it is. So, um, okay, so slide number 14. And then after you click OK on that, you have a um, selection of ontologies that you can, um, you can choose. Um, there's, um, there's a couple of um, projects that are um, somewhat real. Um, there's some projects that are our test projects, the pizzas, the wines, and the, and the collaborative newspaper are um, test projects. Um, the NCI thesaurus is a real project. 
Um, running in database mode is a fairly large project. Um, the biological processes I don't really know about. But so um, in this case, um, I chose um, the pizza project because it's one of our standard examples that we use to demonstrate everything. Um, okay, so I'm ready for slide 15. And then, um, as a result of that, um, up comes the, um, the pizza ontology. You have protege, you're accessing the pizza remotely, and, um, and you're on the server. And so the idea is this could be used for um, pizza. It's probably not a, an example where we would need a lot of collaboration on the ontology because people won't get that excited. But, um, but there's, well, so the NCI project, for instance, is a real collaboration that's being done in exactly this mode people are... Um, Using the protege server to um, to um, to collaborate and edit it together, and uh, slides uh, whatever the next slide is, number sixteen. Um, oh, okay. So then there is this other one, which if you um, downloaded and installed the server stats plugin, this is very useful. Um, uh, as a matter of fact, I think the server stats plugin is probably going to be in the distribution soon because he's. Um, although he's very simple, he is a very useful item. And so, if you um, installed him on your um, on your client, you um, you can um, click project and then configure. And this configuration menu will come up, and you can choose the server stats plugin and say, I want to include that as one of my tabs. Uh, slide 17. And then um, this thing, um, the reason this is useful is it, it gives you some information about um, how things are performing. Um, currently, um, this, this thing, this screenshot actually is showing a, um, a bug because um, the, uh, the set of users only show up when you're in um, database mode. Um, this will be fixed in the next release of Protege, but um, um, we actually apparently only use this in database mode. It's where it's been used for real. But... Other information about the um, about the status of the server. It tells you um, um, one of the important things it tells you is what your round trip time is. Um, Forty two milliseconds is not is not bad, um, um, although it's not great either. It's um, so that means that things will be slightly sluggish, but not not too bad. Um, when you start getting up to eighty milliseconds, that's pretty bad. Um, so, but there are other other information here is um, is the um, cache hit rate, which 100% means um, what this means is it means that the entire ontology has been cached on your machine because it's that small. Um, when ontologies get bigger, like the MCI thesaurus, it's, um, you will never see that. Um, and the milliseconds to calculate a frame cache is um, is a is a measure of the speed of the server, and and the complexity ontology. It's sort of a measure of both together. Um, and because the um, because the pizza ontology, um, well, actually, so there's also the transaction level. And when the users show up, you can see more information about who's in a transaction, which can be very important. So this can give you a way of um, tracking the status of the connection. Um, okay, uh, next slide. So um, so having done all this, you've um, you've connected to the server. You're running Protege. Um, what do you get? And the answer is is that Protege, you you have collaborate collaborative editing. So you're sharing an ontology with other people and um, being able to edit together and work together. And you have all the tools that come with Protege. And I just listed a small number of them to give some idea. 
but you have um, many editing tools, things for navigation. You have forms so that if you're entering data, you can you can create the forms and you can't create the forms, but you can use the forms for um, for um, putting your knowledge in. You can um, so there's a, a series of editing tools. There's um, there's um, there's uh, quick tools which will quickly allow you to do certain types of edits that are very common. There are um, alignment tools which will do um, which will compare two ontologies, will um, will uh, merge ontologies, will things like that. Um, there's um, Tanya's work which gives the collaboration tools. There's the collaboration tab which has a chat and it also has a changes history. You can look at ontology and en elements and see how they changed over time and things like that. Um, scripting, visualization, and um, <laughs> I put him down at the bottom, but he, he probably doesn't belong at the bottom. Inference, um, both for frames and for Al, there's a um, there's a whole series of inference technologies that exist. Um, okay, slide number 19. So um, again, I wanted to come back to um, how I see the um, the future, which the future that I I see is that we would uh, merge all of these tools, that these would be a spectrum and that you could actually see them all together on the same server so that, um, so that you, could, um, you could go to the server, you could, um, without even having Protege, you could browse and look around and see what the ontologies are. Um, you could um, download those ontologies, visualize them how you want. And then if you become part of a team and they say, oh, we want to use Protege for collaborate editing, you could, um, you could use um, Protege. And um, so that's essentially what I wanted to present today. So I think um, I pass it over to Peter Yim, I guess. Thank you, Tim. Uh, right. Uh, before we, uh, I, I sort of go back and talk about what's next, I'd like to draw people's attention to, to, the, uh, to the input. I mean, under the uh, today's session page, I mean, there right under the uh, uh, header that says Dr. Redman and Mr. Yim's prepared slide, there's a link to additional relevant resources. And uh, in particular, there's a uh, COTS project homepage that is starting to show up uh, on the Protégé Wiki. If I click onto that, I mean, of course, uh, you can all do the same. Uh, you can see a brief description, but there's also like the server configuration page and the links to the downloads that are available. Uh, one thing I didn't include in the slide, but uh, it would be interesting to uh, share with everyone, is that uh, the version of the server and the client needs to be aligned. That's why uh, there will be an entry here that tells people uh, what version uh, is being run on the server. So you need to make sure that you run a client that is uh, compatible and that is the same as the, what the server uh, revision level is. That's number one. And number two, I mentioned that we have an interim solution of a file-level subversion repository, and the address of that is uh, protege1.sim3.net uh, port 4023 ontology. I mean, if you go in there, you can see uh, there are a whole bunch of uh, uh, ontologies 
from NCI Thesaurus to the federal government CMO to the ONTAC working group COSMO uh, and, and a few of those, I mean, that, that we were working with, uh, with some of the potential pilot candidates. A download is open to all as this is an open, open uh, work environment for the community. However, upload, uh, you would need authentication. Obviously, authentication will be provided to all a representative or maybe if you designate a couple of people uh, as the user project representative, we will provide the authentication to the, these people. And uh, therefore, if you're starting your new COTS project, uh, email me and uh, uh, email me for uh, to 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 move that forward. Uh, you would also probably want to subscribe to the COTS user forum, which again, uh, which we are starting. So that takes me conveniently back to uh, slide number eleven, which is sort of the next to the last slide. Uh, that I had prepared, and the slide calls for what's next. So uh, finally, COTS is available to the uh, to to this community. I would say, I mean, we welcome members of the Ontolog community and the Protege community to uh, make use of it to help grow it and to help take that forward because this is. Uh, and a community project. Uh, as I just mentioned, there's a new forum called COTS User uh, that has just been set up. So uh, uh, the, the, the link, uh, the, the page I showed just now has a link to the subscription. Uh, you can either subscribe yourself or write me, uh, PDM, and I can get you subscribed onto that uh, forum. Uh, that would be where the continuing conversation will, will go. And, of course, we welcome community projects. Uh, we definitely need to further refine the process. Of course, the tool also, which, uh, the, the, which the protege community is doing a great job on, and the infrastructure. Uh, funding, as always, I mean, is solicited I mean, to support this cause and to develop both the open source tools and the infrastructure. For now, it's a volunteer effort. And before anything else, uh, we want to call up a few volunteers to form a COTS admin team uh, to help uh, Tim and myself to maybe administer this service. So if you're interested, uh, please write me. We also, as mentioned, that the out of the four pieces I, I talked about as being sort of the very basic necessities, uh, the registry repository piece is a weak in this whole uh, cost service and infrastructure. It's not just weak on our part, but I think it's, it's weak on an industry-wide basis. I remember when... Uh, DARPA pulled the demo funding. Uh, ontologies that were developed on uh, and, and hosted were left dangling for a while. And Steve Ray, who, who, who is a staunch supporter of, of uh, on 
technological uh, the development and application into standards uh, actually spoke to me and said, uh, maybe CIM3 should take on the hosting of it uh, before I could get around to sort of offering my service, uh, BBN already stepped up to the plate and, uh, and took charge of, uh, and, and of administering it. And I believe those uh, ontologies are now hosted at W3C uh, and physically at MIT with uh, BBN administering it. And so uh, Leo Oberst, uh, uh, Kurt Conrad, and myself, I mean, the three co-conveners of Ontolog, uh, we had a conversation with Mike, and then uh, we are also contacting a few potential organizing committee members uh, who we we hope could uh, pull together and uh, suggest nom- uh, and, and work towards sort of a better registry repository solution. In the meantime, Tim uh, and the and of course, Mark's uh, BMIR and then NCBO uh, the folks are also working towards some solutions. So hopefully, we can have a a a, a good team that could be uh, put together. So if uh, any of you uh, have suggestions uh, or people to nominate, I mean, obviously people who have been already working in the deep waters of uh, registries and repositories, uh, we welcome them. Uh, we hope that at least we could build a, a world-class uh, registry repository so that I mean, we don't just offer a place where people can work together to build their ontology, but at least have the, the uh, place where those ontologies can be found and be, be used. Uh, so look out for a launch meeting uh, of this uh, new effort, and, and, and this obviously is a totally different effort from the COTS effort, uh, but uh, let's hope uh, this will take off fairly soon. On that note, uh, let me pass it back on to Kurt Conrad, who's chairing the session, and well, to open Thank you, Peter. I think we're now ready to open up for discussion and questions. Uh, I I warn you that you're going to want to unmute your phone first using a SAR3. And then please announce yourself before and indicate who you are before you ask your question. So uh, it would, okay, let's give everyone a the moment to put their hands up uh, so that we can cue people up. Uh, So far I've I'm seeing two hands up, uh, one from a person uh, from a 301 area code and the other uh, from uh, Juan Cicada, I I believe, from Texas. And then a third person uh, who is sort of uh, only recognized as being unknown. So an unknown person... uh, so let's go from the top. Uh, the person from 301 area code, uh, you probably know who you are. Please do a star three to unmute yourself. And Hi, uh, Peter. Uh, this is Sarum from NIST. Hi, sir. Yes. Go ahead. Yeah, I just have a question um, about the uh, 
prompt um, since um, you mentioned that it's a cut is an alignment to um, um, so my question is um, can prompt be used uh, out of the box to do the uh, the diff already that you mentioned that it's missing in the version control um, if not um, uh, can you make any comment on you know what what else um, are missing? Um, so prompt is um, yes, this is often discussed. Prompt is an obvious choice for the version control. Um, the, there is one thing that I would say about prompt, which um, which is that um, that prompt is actually it does many things. Um, it tries to do um, the best diff it can. And, um, and there are many algorithms in there that are used in combination. And um, if I was thinking about, um, and, and this isn't to say I wouldn't use prompt, but I might use a stripped-down prompt if I was going to use it. If I was thinking about the diff part of an SVN tool, one of the things that I would want it to be is to be um, very simple and rock-solid so that it may not do the advanced kind of diffs, but it would, it would do, um, but it would be, um, but it would be something that, you know, you'd sort of say, absolutely, we'll never have an exception kind of solidity. So, so I think that um, that if we were to use prompt in an SBN thing, we would um, we would want to strip it down some. Um, to also, you know, that wouldn't that wouldn't disallow a user from saying, I want to use more modules to do a diff between two versions. But um, but in an SBN, there's two ways that the um, the diffs are used. They're used in the uh, in the repository management, and they're also used in the um, um, in displaying it to the user. So yeah, now we have thought about prompt as a, as a tool. Um, there's um, many things that would have to happen to make a good SVN. So uh, I don't know. That's a partial answer anyway. Okay. Thank you. Going down to the uh, to Juan Juan Cicada. Yes, well, this is Juan Cicada from the University is at Austin. Very interesting. Uh, we're actually doing something very similar here uh, with the ATOL project, assembling the tree of life, and uh, but we're doing an image uh, ontology editor. And I just have a couple of questions. Um, are all the projects public always? Are the projects that I mean, not everybody can have access to them, and, and how could that be? And the other thing is, uh, are all the plugins also available uh, when you have the, um, this uh, COD? Uh, because I found uh, just two days ago the the, the project discussion was the, there's a new plugin really interesting, which is the map to Owl for uh, for the concept maps, which I believe is a really nice plugin for collaborative efforts of making ontologies, which is much easier to using concept maps and make using the whole. And Prodigy um, UI that may be not familiar that all domain experts know. And the last push I have is I did not follow very well how is the bio portal going to be used? Uh, is that every every technology that is public are they also going to have a web-based visualization and that anybody can see it through a, a URL? These are my three questions. Thank you very much. Um, okay, I, so I missed part of question two, so I may come back to you on that. But so okay, so um. Um, first, with the um, policy and projects, I mean, there is some desire to um, to figure some of this stuff out. Like, um, we already we do have a policy mechanism for um, for ontologies, 
Um, it would be nice if um, if a person wasn't able to read the project. Um, but you can actually see other indications of that. Um, if you look at the, um, if, if in one of the slides, there was a project that said do not edit, and it would have been nicer if that was invisible. Um, so so the, the first thing with the policy is that we're moving in that direction, but, um, but um, currently there is, and, and we do have already have the ability to have some policy on, 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 on projects, but we're not fully all the way there. Um, okay, and towards my second question, it was more about are all the plugins available for the collaborative effort? I mean, uh, um, like I was saying, this good uh, plugin that came out a couple of days ago, the Map2L, I mean, are those plugins going to be available that uh, all users remotely can access them and change the ontologies also? Okay, so okay, so plugins in the server client, there is an issue. So, um, so, um, so, your, your mileage may vary is the answer. You can definitely take a plugin and put it in and see how it works. Um, the, um, the issue is that some plugins, they need global listeners and, um, and they've been designed for, um, for a standalone protege and they need to be modified for, um, for the server client. But I think in many cases, plugins that a, um, that a, um, um, that a user wants to do just for his own editing, um, I, I think you're, you would probably have pretty good luck. Um, there may be things that would go wrong in the server client, and we can definitely look at any issues um, that come up. Um, okay. And, and the last thing was about, are all uh, ontologies that are public, I mean, for the bio portal that you said in your last slide, are uh, ontologies going to be, be uh, I mean, available through a web-based visualization or through a URL, or how is that going to work? Well, so so in the future, um, so so what we were thinking of doing right now, there's no linking between Protege and the Bio Portal. But what we were what we were thinking of doing, and, and what I'm considering, is setting up a Bio Portal on um, on the um, Sim3, where um, where it would show some version of the same ontologies that were being editable by Protege. But um, right now, there's no link. They're two separately, totally separate tools. Which you know, which we do plan on linking together, and the um, the things that you see in the bio portal are just those things that are configured to be seen, and the um, things you see in Protege are just those projects that are configured to be seen. Does that does that answer your question? Yes, excellent, excellent. I mean, we're doing something very similar, so I just wanted to compare what we are doing right now. I mean, I'll get in talk, I'll get in contact with you guys offline then. Thank you very much. Really interesting. Thank you. Okay, uh, I guess it's time for this unknown person. Uh, you probably know who you are. Uh, you're not the person from 916 area code either. Uh, so uh, please. I'm, I'm, perhaps I'm the unknown. This is Pat Cassidy. Hi. Um, hey, hi. I had a question which actually was partly answered. Can you hear me? Yes, we can hear you. Go ahead. Uh, question which was already partly answered, but um, if one develops a, um, a plugin for for use with the server uh, uh, implementation per se, uh, the question I have is: Can can one use that function to um, say create an application that would then uh, use the ontology in some sophisticated fashion? And the reason that that would be important to do so is that if you have a collaborative environment, 
there's always a problem of whether somebody's changes is going to break somebody else's application. And um, I, it would be nice after a certain number of changes have been made to, for someone who has an application that's built on some past version of the ontology to be able to check uh, easily whether that um, new version actually functions as well. Now, I suppose you can download it anyway, but uh, but if the collaboration is going to be active, uh, it might be worthwhile to be able to do that right there on the server. This is um, this is abs well. So right here on the server is one of your other options. This is absolutely possible in all senses. Um, um, basically, um, as a client, you can connect to the server, and you um, you know if you're if you're a client and you're an application. And that, okay, let me backtrack. So you you don't own as a client, you don't have to just be running the protege client. You could run another application and expect a knowledge base. So you could make your own that does a set of tests. Um, and um, and you could even have it have a listener that that says oh you know uh, things have changed and and go look at the things that changed and make sure they're okay um, so um, this is um, eminently doable and um, and it can be very easily done as a client um, that that would get a knowledge base and would do things you connect and you get an ordinary protege knowledge base and you can do anything that you would do if you had the protege knowledge base locally. That. Is that a partial answer? Is that a good answer? But yeah, no, yeah, that that's an answer. Thank you. Okay, I guess the person from nine one six who has his hands up. Uh, could you, if you would unmute yourself with a star three and uh, test your voice, then go ahead. Hi, uh, Tim. Can you hear me? Yes, we can hear you now. Yeah, hi, this is uh, Cecil Lynch. Hi. Um, two questions. Uh, first, uh, does the system currently support uh, the Protege 4? And then the, the second question is, can I reference ontologies uh, to be edited as part of, um, well, let me back up a little bit. Uh, where we use uh, our OWL widget uh, for referencing OWL ontologies out of our frames ontology, can we call OWL ontologies from other sources outside of the collaborative space? So those are my two questions. Okay, so so the second one I may have to work on a little more. So the, the first one, um, Protege 4 currently doesn't have any server client and... Um, uh, we have plans as to how to get there, but um, but um, there is nothing there at the moment. So the other question is is um, so you have a um, you have a widget or a plugin of some sort that accesses other owl ontologies other than the ontology that you're editing, right? Right. So so the base ontology is a frames ontology, but its slots are populated uh, from owl ontologies. Yeah, so a um uh so I don't know what would happen if the owl on okay, so if the frames ontology was on the um done it was on the um server, then um and the owl ontologies were like HTTP references or something, I think that would work the same way. It sounds like it would work the same way. If you expected the HTTP references to be um to be um not HTTP 
always back to the server, I'm not sure what would happen. I think it's probably a question that would take further examination. I'd have to look. Thank you. Okay, maybe uh, PDM here. Let me try to take a crack at your your, your last question about, I mean, um, making the your work available elsewhere, your our ontology. And as I mentioned, I mean, we do run a subversion server, uh, which is sort of totally not quite yet integrated to the protege plan. At least at a file level, we can control uh, and register and uh, host the a uh, published version of your ontology and make that available to the rest of the world. So once you commit to the subversion trunk, uh, that will become available, accessible with a URI, and uh, that becomes available. I guess once the uh, user uh, community forms, and I mean, since we have a wiki and everything, then uh, people could be posting like current versions of of their of their ontologies and the URIs to those ontologies uh, in one place uh, that would facilitate its access by the rest of the world, at least as an interim solution. Obviously, uh, we need better solutions, more integrated solutions. Right. So, what, and I think that probably goes back to the issue of access control that have been brought up by some others, in that some of the uh, some of the underlying ontologies that we would need to reference um, would have they couldn't be hosted outside of uh, the specific institutions that I work with that the government institutions that have developed the ontologies and couldn't be public so uh, so some could be and some couldn't be so I think it would probably require a, a fairly sophisticated uh, system for locking some of those down Right. Is, is that coming in, in part of the access controls? Um, well, so so the access controls are improving. I mean, a lot of things are happening there. That that that. But um, and um, we do have on a different branch of Protege. I mean, one of the things that if if you're really interested in security would be um, to make sure your connection is SSL. And we do have a branch that does this. And I and I think it will get merged into the head. Um, um, the policy, I, I would think overall the policy, this is going to be something that would need, um, I mean, some of the problems are not that hard to fix, but it would need a little time to get it to a point that it's really strong. I mean, it depends who and how private it needs to be also. Um, I mean, I know that the government sometimes, the requirements are quite stringent. Um, but Thank you. other people would, might have something where it's acceptable if it's not clear how to access it, but it's not as good. So I don't know. Um, there is there is there is there is work on policy. We've done a lot of work on policy, and it's um, and um, it does exist. We do have policy mechanisms, and um, uh, at some point we'll have a mechanism by which policy could control so that it just doesn't leave the server if the policy you know says it shouldn't. So, I don't know, that's, yeah. 
Okay. Uh, we've uh, covered uh, everyone who had their hands on earlier, so if you have questions, uh, please, uh, again, do a uh, one-one on your keypad, and we will get to you soon. In the meantime, uh, I saw one question on the chat session from Doug Holmes, who's from Southern California. Uh, maybe he, 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 he is just testing out the the uh, this side of the platform, and so he. It, Doug's question is: uh, Do you expect to have inference and rule engines independent of any particular editor as part of the CARD's infrastructure? That would support deployment of ontologies, and it might, for example, allow a community to use JS and possibly Razor without having to purchase it. Uh, one, I mean, I, I guess this takes it uh, outside of the COTS arena because, first of all, COTS is envisioned as a public service and also as uh, an open technology play. Uh, namely, we are looking to support people working on open uh, projects and we are looking towards working with open uh, tools. So the 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 the, uh, the need to use like proprietary tools does not fit extremely well with the the overall concept. Uh, and back to the use of let's say other uh, open source uh, rules or inference engines. Yes, definitely. I mean, as this is a community project, I guess it will go as far as. Uh, the, uh, how the community will take it. And if someone steps up to the plate and makes those things available, uh, I'm sure CIM3 will be happy to, to provide infrastructure to host those things, and uh, it may become available. Uh, as I mentioned previously, uh, while Protégé is one of the things we host, we also host like things like Sumo or the Sigma Key, which is first all the logic. So, so we are uh, working with uh, more than just OWL or RDF or, or uh, frame-based Protégé ontologies uh, as a community, I mean, and, and you probably know that well, uh, uh, being a, an active member of Ontolog. So yes, the answer is. Right, uh, Jazz is open and non-commercial. Uh, I, I, I reckon uh, would depend on uh, people stepping up to the plate and helping administer it and setting it up and so on. That, this, I hope that answers your question. Okay, thank you, Doug. Uh, let me go back to the... Uh, call page to see if there are any more hands up. I don't see that, uh, and I don't see further questions from the uh, chat tool as well. So uh, maybe let's uh, put it back into Kurt's hands. Uh, Kurt. Maybe Thank you, you Peter. Wrap up. Um, but, but before before it closes, I might want to wear my ontolock 
ahead again and announce a couple of upcoming events uh, maybe after after Kurt uh, sort of wraps up this session. Well, I think about the only thing I can do to wrap up is to thank everybody pre for presenting. Uh, Tim, thank you. Peter, uh, thank you as well. I'm really encouraged to see this thing getting off the ground. And Mark, I appreciate your uh, kind introductions at the start of all this. So unless anybody has anything else to add, I'll turn the floor over to Peter one last time for him to make the next series of announcements. Okay. Uh, now let me wear my uh, ontolog hat on and uh, uh, and uh, bring a few exciting upcoming events to people's attention. Uh, as some of you were already uh, participating, we uh, had a we were having a two-part session from uh, our friends from Oracle uh, to give us a rundown on what they have been doing with uh, uh, RDF and OWL and so on. The first session uh, came and went, but they were holding off on the second session because when they were presenting the first, OWL hasn't been released as a, an Oracle product officially yet, and they couldn't talk about it. Uh, but since then, they have uh, last month, and so we are happy to announce that, uh, of course, you've probably seen the announcement already, that uh, next Thursday, on the 18th, uh, we will be running the 11th session of the Database and Ontology series, uh, where we will have uh, Dr. Alan Wu from Oracle uh, as our invited speaker, and he will be talking ab uh, about uh, the the our implementation in the uh, or, uh, Oracle uh, uh, product line. And his talk is entitled "A Scalable Our DBMS Based Inference Engine for Our DFS and Our." So uh, I'm sure uh, we will be very interested to hear. Uh, what they will be uh, sharing with us, especially uh, uh, with a community like this, they they tend to open up some of the things uh, underneath the hood uh, for us, which would be helpful. And that's next week. And right the Thursday, right after that, uh, we are having something that's even more interesting. Uh, the, Look out for the announcement in the next few days, probably the next couple of days, because uh, NASA and Ontolog is actually going into a joint uh, collaborative mini-series uh, called Ontology in Knowledge Management and Decision Support. And this will be a six-month series whereby uh, NASA will be sharing with us again under the hood some of the work they have been doing in ontology and uh, the use of that in knowledge management and decision support and since this is in a, a open mini series uh, besides the NASA folks we are also uh, inviting other folks uh, who have been doing great work in this arena in KM and uh, DSS uh, to share their insights and their work with us. So that would be uh, the next six months. 
uh, one interesting thing is uh, the the mini series will be uh, a series of online discourse, like um, what we did with the Ontology Summit 2007. Uh, it will be a series of talks and panel discussions, uh, very much like the database and ontology mini-series or the uh, ontology evaluation and measurement uh, mini-series we did with NIST. Uh, and then uh, one thing that is new this time is all the events are planned to be offered both in real-world settings and in a virtual-world setting. Uh, for those who are unaware, actually I was unaware, uh, NASA has been sort of featuring a lot of things on uh, Second Life, I mean, in a wor virtual world setting. I was told that every time they launch, I mean, uh, that they launch, let's say, a space shuttle flight, I mean, they actually do the same launch, I mean, in parallel uh, in Second Life, which obviously I wasn't aware until now. So uh, this is one chance for this community to, to uh, get their feet wet, uh, if they haven't been already, to see how things plays out in the virtual world. And to help people do that, uh, before we even have the uh, uh, ontology in knowledge management and decision support mini-series launch event, uh, which is scheduled for November 8th, uh, November the 8th, uh, we will actually be running a uh, tutorial session that's given by uh, someone from NASA to help people get prepared to get their avatars ready so they could participate in the virtual world setting. So that is slated for October 25th. Uh, I'll be announcing it in the next day or two. So uh, mark your calendars if uh, that excites you. It definitely is, sounds very exciting to me. Uh, and I hope you will all join us. So back to Kurt. Thank you, Peter. And unless anybody has anything else to add, I think this session is over.